Hello and welcome to episode four of Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. The Red Hot Chili Poppers. Red Hot Chili Poppers. <laughs> I'm Ben Townsend uh, from bentownsendmusic.net and I'm here with... Sam Townsend from samtownsendmusic.net. Excellent. And we're both from Universally RHCP on Twitter. Yes, at Universally Speaking. Uh, sorry. <laughs> at Universally RHCP. Excuse us for the... Well, Almost me. flawless. Yes. And today we're going to talk about a major development in the story of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm. This is, and I will use Flea's words, the is return it? of... John Frusciante, John Anthony motherfucking Frusciante, or as we used to say before we heard Purple Stain, yes, John Frusciante, John Frusciante, <laughs> yes, welcome, John Frusciante. We'd ne- uh, John motherfucking Anthony Frusciante. We'd never yes. heard anyone say that that word out loud. No, and we'd only been speaking about him for. Probably a couple of years. Yeah. Like, Had we seen Funky Monks, the, the, the documentary? Oh, Funky yeah, Monks? definitely, yeah. They're not so no, for Shantae that at any time. No. <laughs> they don't say John. Because I was saying Johan. Johan Frosciante. No, they don't. But uh, we, yeah, we were, we were in the dark, to say the least. Until we heard Purple Stain. And I remember we um, first time we listened to uh, Californication, we listened to it together. Um, I think it was in the lounge mm. and when Purple Stain came on and they said Sally uh, Lloyd Love got a John, John Frusciante Frus- I remember looking at each other and pausing and saying who's John Frusciante we thought they'd drafted in a another John a, a new guitarist yeah. <laughs> but they hadn't it was the, the John we'd always known and loved uh, uh, this is but I'm we exci- were going to come to love him even more yeah I'm, I'm hugely excited to talk about this album it's we're gonna do a lot. I'm gonna say brilliant, great, a lot. Yeah. I'll, well, I'll I'll try and bring in some new superlatives. Okay. I think that's important. It really is, because otherwise I'll just say, "Oh, it's great." It's great. That's brilliant. Really, that's really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. But um, just want to say thank you to um, the people that followed us on Twitter. Yes. And have oh, downloaded, they've, they've da- followed downloaded us in the podcast. We. I think it's because we give the the handle so. Flawlessly. Flawlessly. As you say. We've had a question last week, which we answered about the live experience. Came in, yeah. We've had another question come in. Well, we've had several. Have we? We've actually had to pick one this week. Well, we certainly had one from uh, a a chap on Twitter called Cakey. Yes. That's the one we've chosen. Yeah. And the other ones we'll probably come to. We'll work our way through them. Yeah. And we we don't know this this Cakey fellow. No, I don't, never met him. No. Well, I certainly haven't seen him since um, since the weekend. I haven't seen him since Tuesday when we went to Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> since we saw Liverpool beat um, Barcelona. Yeah, where was that when you primed him? That must well, have been that's, when that's, when him. Him. that's when I told him. Yeah, that's when I told him to <laughs> subscribe to, to the Twitter him. feed and to send a question in. Yeah. Um, presumably, we'll be getting a question from Dave Story at some point. Your your brother and I'd imagine. So. Yeah, uh, Dave, if you're out there. Send in a question. Yeah, actually, you could just do it. Yeah, you could do it without being asked. Yeah, and yes, exactly. Well, we're priming on air. Yeah. And <laughs> Vanessa, what are you doing? Yeah, well, she's not on Twitter. Uh-huh. Just tell me at home. Yeah, write it down. Yeah. So the question this week was. Uh, well, I haven't got it in front of me. Right. Uh, I haven't, you, but I know what it is. Good. It's where do you 
place Rashante in your you know list of greatest guitarists or worse to that effect? Top three, I think it wasn't. I think I said I've got a top three, but where oh, okay. would it, where would it fall in in my top three? Well, let's say top, let's say three, shall we? Because otherwise we'll be here all night. Okay, but we won't because my top three will always be my top three. Yeah, but it, yeah, that's if we do top three. But if okay. we don't do top three, we'll be here all night. Shall we do top three? Yes. Do you want to talk about your favourite guitarist first, or do you want me to have a quick start well, this? Well, I, I think uh, probably to be honest, if you talk about yours, and I'll just agree with what you say, and maybe reorder them. Okay. My top three guitarists of all start time. Start from three. Well, I can't. I'm going to have to talk about them and then try to decide where they go. Oh, okay. In no particular order, you got Slash from Guns N' Roses, Nuno Betancourt from Extreme, and John Frusciante from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Excellent. They were also the three guitarists that I was going to choose. Fantastic. So, Did we grow up together listening to exactly the same music? It might have been that. It also might have been the, the fact that of all the bands I've ever listened to, extensively they are the they're three the bands <laughs> yeah well they're the, they're the three most guitar driven bands mm. there are other bands aren't there but um, where the guitar isn't quite so prominent yeah I was thinking because R.E.M. is is one of my favourite bands yeah but I don't think anyone could hand on heart say that Peter oh, Buck's Peter their favourite favorite guitarist no um, but maybe well that's a chat for R.E.M. anything it certainly is <laughs> or talk yeah. about the passion as it should well, be well we Three minutes in and we've already mentioned R.E.M. again. Excellent. Yeah. Right, well, so of those three guitarists, each one is distinctive in their own style. They've got completely right, different ways They're completely different guitarists. I think you've got Slash, who is a blues-based rock guitarist. Yes. Um, Nuno, who is more in the... Or certainly my favourite Nuno stuff is more in the vein of the 80s yeah. rock model. Uh, moved into the early 90s with three sides, but then... Then got the backlash of grunge and changed his mm. style a bit. Um, Unfortunately for Extreme, they straddled two. They got knocked distinctive out by grunge musical eras yeah. and uh, were, were unable to. Yeah, but great band. I mean, in my top four good. bands. Oh yeah, my top, yeah. Um, and then you've got John, who is Nuno's a very technical guitarist. And then you've got very John, technical. who is not a particularly technical guitarist, a very funk blues mm. guitarist. Um, um, improv- improvise. Yeah. Playing, yeah, absolutely. Kind of and uh, one of the things that you'll find from going and seeing these bands is if you go and see Extreme, which I've done a number of times, yeah. you'll find that it's quite a rehearsed show. Yeah. And the, and what Nuno's playing is going to be 90% of the time yeah. the same kind of stuff. Yeah. And they even rehearse the show to the point of like sitting down in the same places on the drum yeah, rise yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. And that's that's fine and Nuno is phenomenal. But you won't get that with John, and you won't get that so much with Slash. No, you don't. And although Slash and Nuno, well, and John to a certain extent, come from the same era, you're right, they do come from completely different styles. Mm. Nuno is more of that um, rehearsed, staged yeah. hitting, playing. Technical hitting certain points playing. Down to the show, whereas Guns N' Roses and, and the Chili's when they play live, they do. They it is very much off the cuff. Yeah, I think it's the Chili's even more so than Guns N' Roses. Yeah, I think it go in in order of how these live shows are rehearsed. It's yeah. extreme at the most, then GNR, and then yeah. and then the Chili's. I suppose it just comes down to the structures, really. That they, they all rehearse to a structure. Hmm. 
and how then, loose. And, and, yeah. and, then, and then move within that structure and how loose is that structure. Yeah, exactly. You get the feeling on stage that with the Chili's live at their height, mm. at the peak of their powers, that anything could happen almost at any time, mm. um, especially on the jams and stuff, going into songs. You always see them looking at each other. Yeah. The, the, the Flea and John and Chad. The eye contact is... is but that's there. the beauty of it, isn't it? it? They make it look like that, but it probably isn't like that. I think with Chili's it is, because they're just mm. it, it, making sometimes. stuff up on the spot. Yeah, sometimes. With GNR less so, with Extreme, I don't think they ever make anything up on the spot. No. Um, so who would you say, out of those three guitarists, then is your favourite guitarist? Can you rank those guitarists? I'm going to do it but this way. If I only ever heard, had to hear one of those guitarists play again, mm. who would it be? That's what I'm going to base it on. And who, well, we'll go from three to one. Okay, for me, I think it's probably not the same as your your choice is going to be, although it's it, they are the same guitarist, so... No, they can't be different. They There's can't. only nine possible permutations. That's true. I'm going to say, in third place, Nuno. Okay. I will say in third place, Slash. Now, you must remember when you're making your next decision that you are... On a Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. <laughs> I know. But I also must remember... No, you, there's that, there is nothing else. Oh, so... Oh, okay. Okay. In that case, with that said, who is your second place? Who's your second pick? John. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> uh, I'll say uh, Slash and then John. Okay. And I will say... And also, I'm, uh, despite what I just said, I'm also taking on the influence that I've had over the years what I grew up with because well, it feels to me as if um, Nuno is you're probably your biggest influence is a bigger influence on you I should say than Slash and I don't know whether just off the top of my head whether I, I would say that Nuno is a bigger influence on you than John although certainly if you're talking about your, not your earlier work then he definitely was well I had a Nuno Bencourt a washburn, and yeah. You had Nuno hair, yeah. I didn't, yeah. Uh, yes, I had long hair, but we're getting, we're getting, we're, we're getting. <laughs> <laughs> um, the biggest influence on me, guitar wise, when I first started playing the guitar, was certainly Nuno, yes. The person that I then learned to play guitar most like was John, yeah. And I think certainly I can't play the guitar like Nuno, because no, I could technically I can't play. A lot of the solos are just too difficult too for me. Too technically difficult. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whereas I can play 99% of all. Although you did learn Flight of the Wounded Bumblebee. Extensively on holiday one year, yes. Yeah. To the detriment of doing anything else in Spain that year. Yeah, well... That, uh, in fact, I, I remember saying you saying to me, come on, we're going... WTF. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, no, probably not. You said put the F guitar down. Yeah, you see. Yeah. We was, yeah. This, this, is, <laughs> this is all to save me having to... Do the editing later. Mm. So I would say my second favourite guitarist ever is John Frusciante. And my number one guitarist ever is Nuno Bettencourt. Um, I'm not even wearing my Extreme t-shirt. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of this Chili's podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to draft someone else in. <laughs> no, I just need to make a few phone calls. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so thank you, Simon uh, Keiki. Thank you, Keiki. Sorry that um, once again we didn't answer in a particularly quick manner will we ever we will attempt to improve our 
Answering d- skills. Uh, what skills? Answering. Answering, okay. In, what did you think I said? Uttering. Oh, no. Okay, but I will try to improve my uttering skills. Yeah, well, we'll work on all of our skills. Next up, we're moving on to Californication. We've dreamed of it. For, it's here. for literally two weeks since we had the idea of doing this podcast. Oh, we were dreaming of anything other than One Hot Minute, weren't we? We, we, we got <laughs> I have to say, I don't thoroughly enjoy One Hot Minute. I love One but Hot Minute. Let's not get bogged down in One Hot Minute. No. We're here to talk about Californication. We are. But okay. we can still talk about One Hot Minute. We can reference it, but certainly briefly at best. And that's enough. I'm sorry. Okay, here we are talking about around the world. For the third time, we must announce. The first time there was too much background noise. The second time we had a full conversation about it. Full discussion. But then realised the microphones weren't switched on. Uh, So, what a song. What a song. What a return to form. You've got the return of John Frusciante, you've got a return to form. For me, you've got in the first 10 seconds... Every single person in that band sounding phenomenally good at the, at the peak of their powers. It sets the tone. Great bass intro from Flea. Yeah, oh, beautiful. John coming in, so powerful. Chad then coming in with his roles. And then Swan giving everything, probably at the top of his range. You're 10 seconds mm. in, it couldn't get any louder, then it cuts down then, to that fantastic breakdown. Yeah. Bass, and, bass and guitar, syncopated guitar. Um, really difficult to play live actually because when on the album and when it's played live the bass the, the lead guitar line is slightly off with the drums and the mm. bass you haven't guitar. mentioned this at all in the first two comments so when we yeah new, new facts yeah. when we played it live I cheated and just played it in time because it was too difficult yeah I cheated um, you spoke about earlier about the fact that some people called it a bit of a pop song in some of the reviews yeah, they didn't like the um, the chorus, which I think was a bit harsh, so the least. Yeah, it's a great chorus. And it comes in with the backing vocals from John. They're lovely, lush backing vocals. Yeah. You have not heard anything like that no. from John no. ever before, in fact. Well, not on Mother's Milk. No. Not on Blood Sugar. It's, it's For me, it's the first time that you get the sort of Beach Boys yeah. style backing vocals. Yeah, yes, that's, very, that's great. And... Um, it is. It's a new approach to backing vocals from John. And does that come... Some of that comes from his solo stuff. Well, the, the, that's very much his style. And it, it, from now and go, sort of going forward on, yeah. on Chili's albums, on his own, some of his own stuff. Yeah. But it's the first time that we've heard... I mean, it's the first time anyone's heard him do anything for sort of four or five years. So... But... Whether or not he was sat at home doing that while he was at <laughs> <laughs> just doing, doing that backing room. vocal, yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's a new approach to backing vocals for the Chili's, definitely. I think that kind of backing vocal reaches its peak on. By the way, yeah, and then it goes away yeah. a bit for um, Stadium. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But and but we we've talked about the fact that the the backing vocal is at a certain level on the first chorus and the second chorus, 
in the, in the third chorus, the volume level of the backing vocals yeah. has kicked right up. And it really lifts the song up again at that point. Yeah, it, it does. And, and at this point, John is not... He, he, he's still really only contributing backing vocals. You know, as strong as they are, late, you know, later in later albums, he, he sort of comes forward as... I, I, interestingly, I have a note later on on one song that says it's a co-lead vocal. Oh, right. With John and this one. Yeah. Which is? I can't possibly tell no, you. Can't we'll have to get this stage. Great breakdown in the middle. Yes. Where it goes after the, the second like intro. Great uh, bass breakdown. The guitar comes back in. Phenomenal. The line, take a wife because life is beautiful, hmm. is one of my favourite chilies lines at the time I was with Vanessa who was my girlfriend at the time and I who loved, you've since married and I love the idea which I think we should announce on every single every single <laughs> shall we yes yeah. okay um, but take a wife because life is beautiful all the way through listen to Callie I thought that's a love that's a great well you've always been a bit of a sentimental a sentimental fool old fool I have been yes so these things touch you now Mother Russia do not suffer Yes. When was the Moscow performance? Was he influenced by that? That was after release, wasn't it? Oh yeah, definitely. I think so. As, on his travels, that you spoke of his travels. I did. I think it's it's worth noting that throughout the sort of intervening years, the Swan did a, an awful lot of travelling, and this song, I feel, is a direct result of that. You know that that time he he spent. I know for a fact he met the Dalai Lama. Oh, so that's a falling into grace reference. Yeah. Mm. Do you think he met him? He probably did actually um, during the recording of One Hot Minute. The Dalai Lama said, "I really like falling into grace." Yeah. He'll be the only person. Yeah. No, no. Uh, yeah. Well, I think the Dalai Lama probably said to him, "Fall into grace," and then he wrote a song called "Falling into Grace," more likely. Okay. But then he went travelling and then met the Dalai Lama. Yeah. Okay, the time streams are a little bit, little bit skewy. The break, the, the, the end of this song. It's <laughs> supposed talking about around the world. <laughs> <laughs> the end of this song. Around the, one, around the world. Around the world. Oh, There's yeah. another one hot minute thing. It's, we moaned incessantly on, uh, on one hot minute about the fact that it started, massive introductions had nothing to do with the rest of the song. Yeah. Huge outros had nothing. Sometimes entire sections in the middle of the song that had nothing to do with it. Yeah, and on this, the first song on the album is a complete again. an ending that goes on for forty five seconds or a minute, where the whole it has nothing to do with the rest of the rest of the song. Mm-hmm. It's Flea doing a repeating bass line. It's John playing chords over the top of that. Yet this works perfectly. Why is that? Is it because it's John Frusciante and we and we love him? No, I think it's it's a different situation to what we had on one hot minute. One the one hot minute differences were just so starkly different to the rest of the song this it's different but it works it takes you with it and it just seems like a natural progression yeah whereas that never happened in one minute it feels like the end of this song was a jam because we're going to talk about the recording this album and how they got back together they were in flea's garage with martian and the other dog no you can't have been martian this thing. it was it was oh it was it was oh, okay and um and they were just jamming. Martian must be dead now, though. Oh, he's been dead a long time. Yeah. Oh, death of a Martian. There you go. <laughs> yeah, sorry, yes. Um, and it feels like that just came naturally. 
the ending of Around the World. Yeah, exactly. Whereas all the stuff with Alden um, Von Holtman, it feels like they were saying, yeah, somebody's just... written this bit and they want to stick it on there. Yeah, let's get it in there. Yeah. Let's shoehorn it in. Yeah. Um, Around the World. First album, John's back. John's back, and now we can really start bitching about One Hot Minute. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thoughts on uh, Around the World, just as a song, as a a return to form. Love it. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you, John Frusciante and the Red Hot Chili Peppers, for coming back with us. For coming back with us and producing, at the very first attempt, a song that's better than every single song on One Hot Minute. Now, please, God, let this have recorded. Wait for the suction. I was told at the end. Before, I just paused that too early for Sam. That that version. Yeah, wait, you... wait for the suction. The new John for Shantae, I call this. You've not heard anything like that on anything John has done with the Chilies before. That outro solo on Parallel Universe. Well, it's... should we start from the beginning of the song? I was going to do it in reverse order. Yes. Well, there's a song later on that we should do in reverse order. Maybe it's not this one. It's not this one, though. No. The marching song. The what, marching song. What a song that is. Yeah. Is there anything else you think you've heard on the Chili's album before with Frusciante that sounds like that? No. No, there isn't. Uh, it's the new John Frusciante. <laughs> that is certainly, you can make a case for that statement. That is a, based on what we've just heard. Yeah. That is a, he's come back from that break. Writing differently. This whole yeah. album is different from what he's ever done before. Well, but you've, I think is, the, the catalyst for that change is the fact that he completely forgot how to play the guitar. Yes. That's a very good point, actually. Because... And then, in order to, to rejo- rejoin the band, he basically had to, had to start afresh. Well, as the Swan said in Scar Tissue, what he enjoyed about the early jams was... John's lack of technical proficiency. Yeah. Well, that probably made the Swan feel better. Yeah. <laughs> Mind <laughs> you, at this time, the Swan was yeah, pretty, pretty fucking pretty good. Yeah. Although he's always had a, you know, a lack of technical proficiency. But you're right. That is a that is a it's a simple it's a simple song, and it's a it's an almost. It, yeah. There's no virtuosity to that guitar solo. It's just no, noise. No. Yeah. Exactly. And it's great. And it, what it enabled it enabled Flea to step back into the forefront. Yes. It's very bass heavy, that song. And it really just it just it plays to their strengths at this time. Yeah. So we've got two bass heavy songs at this stage so far. Yeah. But 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 this is what this is what was so good about this album. It it brought Flea back out of his shell. Not that he was in his shell. Well, he was certainly ready to chuck the chuck it all in. Well, he had certainly he had to buy a shell. To, but didn't get into it. No, he didn't. Well, he wasn't. Luckily, it was he, a pre-buy. Yeah, he, he wasn't required to. Actually it was get a to precautionary it. shell buy. Yeah, and okay. he he then was able to get rid of the shell, 
Put it on eBay. Put, yeah, it'd be sold it on, an early on a eBay. very early eBay. Yeah. Sold it for a, a massive profit. If only we had bought that shell. <laughs> it's worth a fortune. Yeah, we could have taken pictures and put it on Twitter. But he he came back in and this is, you know, this is... It's John. It, is it John's album? It's there. It's all of their albums. I think this is this is a full band album. Yeah, it is. I mean, we'll talk about albums later on that are John's albums, and specific. Yeah. Actually, well, certainly. Um, by but, the way, I mean, I don't know if this is true, but I would imagine that Flea had an absolute ball on this. Yeah, album. because you've got to think coming in, John's not confident. He needs to be no. supported by his bandmates who have not only buying him guitars. Hmm. By, they're we're, actually we're, buying him teeth. Teeth, yeah. And and rescuing his arms. And yeah. when the swan went round to start the reconciliation process, thinking he was going to get sent away by John, he was so pleased that John was open to that. John had no money to buy a guitar. The swan went and bought him a 1962... Well, I think it's 62, but that classic strat that John, John has... John uh, plays to this day. Yeah. Well, we say to this day. Yeah, when he's an electronic beepy boopy man now. <laughs> <laughs> but he played it to the... Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, I mean... So it's, that, not, it's not... It's John coming back into the fold feeling... Not I mean, luckily, you know, luckily, as a man with no money, he was able to hook back up with a load of millionaires. Yeah. <laughs> and then make the... And, and, then, then, yeah, and then, then make loads of Being the millions. biggest band in the world, yeah. yeah. But yeah, very, you know... I, I, I'd say it was more, you know, a, a great touch to buy him a guitar. Yeah. It, but it... If I bought John for Sean's hair guitar, that would have been a nice touch. Yes, that would have been. That would have been a lovely touch. <laughs> but, but for, yeah, I guess, that, yeah, they've got loads of money. But The Swan and John had to have to have a reconciliation, though, because, like you said, John and Flea kept in contact. Yes. The Swan, oh. There was bad feeling between uh, John and, yeah. and, and Anthony. There, well, their relationship throughout Mother's Milk and Blood Sugar Sex Magic was an unhealthy relationship. But it certainly deteriorated towards the end of John then leaving, and yes, I think you can see on that Letterman video where he plays under the bridge really badly. Yeah, it it feels to me like he's targeting Anthony. Oh yeah, he was, and on that same show when the Swan kicks John, yeah, um, their their relationship had had completely fallen apart. Yeah, purely I think through a lack of communication though, because when it comes to Cali. They both admit that they didn't talk about the sort of dysfunction within the band, and even they just got just sort of got sucked up into the. You're right, you're right, and it took Flea to say to to make Anthony appreciate that yeah. to say you really hurt John. Yeah, the times when you were being brothers and yeah. and you felt you were getting on like the world's on fire. John's so much younger. Yeah, and so much more naive than Anthony was at that stage. Of course. That that Flea said to Anthony, you were hurting him and you didn't know you were doing it. Mm. And Anthony didn't know he was doing it. And so the reconciliation, once he appreciated that and Flea said, unless you go and talk to John or unless John comes back in the band, it's over. Mm. Then but in order for that to happen, that reconciliation had to happen. Yeah. That solo, though, I'm going to go back to it. Yes, the outro. Play through a guitar point, number oh. one. Episode four, guitar point number one. Four point one for those people that are tracking this. Yeah, um, I assume that thousands that of people, thousands of people will probably get a spreadsheet sent in. Oh yeah, definitely. It's through a phaser. Do you hear that sh- noise on that side? That's a face. <laughs> well, luckily it's a podcast. Yeah. Do you want to see that face again? Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. Like yeah, you look really good like we'll that. We'll take a picture yeah. of that face. Yeah. Um, don't, yeah. Do the, don't do the face and noise in public, whatever you do. <laughs> <laughs> or do the face and noise, but wear a bag on your head. Yes. Um, so it's played through a phase which is making you up and down. Yeah. No notes per se, no solo structure to it. But it suits the song perfectly. This is what John Fashante is so good at. Mm. Writing a non-solo, which is the mm. perfect solo for it's a fluid. song. It's, it's fluid. It is fluid. There's a big scream. Do you hear that big scream? Yes. At 3.30. Who's doing that? Uh, probably Rain Phoenix. Uh, Rain Phoenix the man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, well, yes. Or is it... Um... James Keyless. No, just, no, breaking, really him, is it? just breaking through, just, learning, yes. to, learning to enunciate. No, it's probably that other geezer you go on about all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and by going about all the time, Jimmy spoke about once in the podcast. Yeah, about what's his name? Rob, Rob Allen. Yeah, no, Rob, Rob Run, aka Ru- Spider. It's a great screen that adds so much that. It might have been Dave. Was it Dave? Dave Navarro? Yeah. Unlikely. No, at this stage. They probably said to him, Dave, sum up your time in the Chili Peppers. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and then stuck it, in, stuck it on the album. Right, shall we move on? I mean, this is only going to get better from here on in. Yeah. Sh- shall we move on to song number three? Yeah, I mean, let's, let's we'll just sum up... Um, Parallel Universe. Parallel Universe. Song number two on this particular album. Yeah. Unlike any Chinese song you've ever heard before, excellent, really strong. I mean, we're going to keep sending new. I'm going to keep sending new John Fashante. That's what this is. Mm. No backing vocals on it. I don't think. No. Well, actually, apart from Dave, I made all screaming. these. I made all these notes <laughs> and I haven't even looked at them. Yeah, this entire conversation. Okay, John, just whip through. Yeah, John references lyrically. Okay. Uh, punchy snare, very punchy snare. Very, uh, very high, uh, yeah. very lovely breakdown, bass and snare. guitar working in unison. Yeah. Great lyrics, uh, great ta- transitions between the verses and the chorus. Yes, both lyrically and instrumentally. Especially live when John throws in that big bend. But yeah, lovely heavy ending. I wrote. Yeah, yeah, and suction. And you had, <laughs> which I didn't, which play you didn't again. let me listen to. Okay, but uh, the suction I, I do like. Are you happy that you've now heard the suction? Yeah, I've heard it. Yeah. Now are you happy to move on? Yep. Deep breath, I think. Deep breath needed. Scar tissue. That is one of the most perfectly constructed songs I've ever heard. The most beautiful guitar parts. Mm. Uh, in my top it, it's three or four songs ever written. What a wonderful piece of songwriting. Absolutely everyone in that band on that song put is flawless. Yeah, so uh, it, 
sitting here watching the video yeah. as we've just done. It's a great video as well. Fact, oh, what a video! It perfectly captures the encapsulates the the feeling and the moment in the band's history. It's them coming back from one hot minute. God Bri- damn! Yeah. <laughs> Bringing John back in, but with all the overdrive, all the noise of one hot minute. That first, because this was the first thing we heard from uh, Californication. This was the first single to be released mm. about a month before the album. The Red Hot Chili Peppers are back. What kind of song are you expecting? It's not this. No. And they subvert your expectations. Those first notes from John. That guitar sound. Not quite clean, not not a completely clean sound, just slightly overdriven, just slightly breaking up, is, it's beautiful. Mm. It, it, as you say, all of them in unison. Yeah, the, the Swan had a new vocal coach for this album. A new, v, he, a new VC, as we Yeah, as it. we say, yeah, Victoria Cross. He's not singing that chorus on... Um, any previous album, I don't think. It wouldn't have sounded right. But he's so confident in his voice here. Yes. It's, uh, well, it's, like I say, it's left you almost speechless. Yeah, I mean, it's bad for a podcast to be left speechless by the... <laughs> by the But the beauty of this song, it really is in my top three or four songs ever. And it's that, in my top two or three. Yeah. So I, I, I hate to harken back to uh, One Hot Minute again, but it has got the, the classic line, sarcastic Mr. Know-it-all. Oh, yeah, which is, of course... Which is Dave. Targeted the, at Dave. Who Anthony called... Oh, God, we're not doing this again. Anthony called the king of sarcasm. Yeah. Um, so he is, he, is, he is harking back to that. Well, he's obviously still recovering from, from that era. But that's uh, a minor point, I would say. Minor thing, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's just a minor thing. And he's um, a he's a minor king. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what a track! Great drums. I mean, the drums are just so yeah. laid back. Yeah, yeah, they're so against that groove, but that snare. They never leave it. No, beautiful. The bass, as John's playing the breaks, mm. um, the bass goes so high, and you can see it in the video. Flea's kind of replicating that on on yeah. those kind of broken yeah. guitars. But live or and on the album, it's he's playing lead bass against. He's playing more complicated bass work sometimes, and John is playing on the slide guitar solos. Yeah, yeah. And it works perfectly. Yeah, it all it uh, it all falls into place on that song. There's there's few greater pleasures in life, especially when you watch the video. And I just would like to say that uh, chocolate oranges are available from Rawlinson. Yes, you did just have to say that. No, I would like to say that when John, at the end, when he's doing that solo and yeah. he's got his broken strap Broken there, net, yeah. But when he throws it off the back of the car and it bounces off... It catches he, the wind. It catches the wind, but it's not that that I re- want to talk about. It's the fact that John looks like almost as if he's... So we know how broken he was in those years. Uh, yeah. He looks as if he can almost can't even bear to touch it. Yeah. He, just, I don't know if that it must be an act, but he just looks like a broken man who's just coming back to do this thing that he. Well, loves. I don't think we're saying John's a good actor ever, are we? Let's just we're just going to watch this back. No, but just when he throws it off, it, yeah, here we go. He almost, and he's you know, that, done. Yeah, that, he, yeah, he, oh, he looks it. like he's. Yeah. So just incredible. Yeah, 
go back, watch that video because the scar tissue video is again is not what you expect from the, the chilies at this stage. No, the, the videos they've been providing for for the previous album, as right. well now call it, were much were were very in your face hmm. on the floor makeup and all that kind of stuff. Now this yeah this is this, this is, is what a you were trip. saying. This is a, re- a possible reaction to that perfect looking stuff they were doing, the made up look they had on One Hot Minute. Yeah. This is them all battered and bruised, travelling across the country. Something's gone on. I get the feeling it's a, it's a Mad Max thing. It looks Mad Maxy. Yeah. But I think it's just more of what they've been through. You know, this is this is them now, and they are battered and bruised, but they're still going. Yeah. And and better than ever. Better than ever. What an introduction that must have been. Because you had the scar tissue CD single, didn't you? I did. It had the eye on it. Yeah. And so that must have been the first thing that I heard from the album because you would have played. Well, that great too. in those days. You could go just go to HMV or Virgin and mm. pick or up Tower these, Records. These discs. I can remember actually going, um, you know, going back a little bit before the release of this album and buying the coffee shop single mm. and listening to the B-sides on that and learning one of those B-sides on the drums. And uh, I can't remember what it's called now. After uh, just This is off the cuff. But yeah, uh, you know, back in those days, CD singles, yeah. B-sides. You, you, you played know, Scar Tissue to me and... Every time I play it, just sometimes, if you, it's a great song. If you're feeling happy, it feels perfect because of the uplifting chorus. Yeah. If you're feeling sad, it feels perfect because the verses are quite melancholy. Yeah, and if you're in a car and you, you've got the window open and you've got your arm on the you know, side, you, it's a great road. It's a great drive. Great drive yeah, song. Sunday. If, if, whatever you're doing, you, if you want to sing to it, you can sing to it. If you want to play the guitar, it's pleasurable, I imagine. Yes, it is. And and I love drum. I've actually learnt that song on the drums, and it's a great song to drum to. It's very laid back, very fairly straightforward once you you know once you've learnt it. Yeah. And uh, it it's once you hit that like I said earlier, once you hit that groove, you really don't have to move out of it too much. I just want to say this: after three episodes of talking about stuff which we did have some minor bitches about. I just want to say, thank God for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm. Thank God for Californication. Thank God for John Frusciante. Yep. And thank God for Scar Tissue. And thank God for Universally RHCP. He's got it right! Act. <laughs> Coming straight out of other side at maximum volume. And that takes backing vocals for the Red Hot Chili Peppers to a new level. John has come in there and he's changed the game. Yeah. That is multi-layered. We'll, we'll start from the beginning, obviously. But he's doing multi-layered backing vocals there, which are phenomenally good. Um, I'm not for six, actually. Hmm. watching that watching the video as well I mean that is a fantastic video it is 
taking the visuals from the likes of the cabinet of Dr. Calgary. Yes. German expressionist art. Yes. And MC Escher. Who oh. supported them, I think, on, on the tour, MC Escher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> it's, it harks back to a bygone era, of course, where at this point MTV and uh, music videos are still very much at the forefront of everybody's musical subconscious. Or even conscious. Yeah, probably they're conscious. Yeah, probably. And, right, and the subconscious. I can remember you know, my subconscious during that period being just bubbling very much over. ruled by yeah. the music video. What about your consciousness? Yeah, not so much. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> but what what you know, that is what a time it was, to, you know, A to be a music fan, but B to be a, I imagine a member of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Well you've got um you've got those guys writing songs here which they've never bettered. No. No uh, that no. this that stretch of the album, for me, where you've got Around the World, Parallel Universe, Scar Tissue, then Other Side, is, a f- is there's no better opening four songs to an album uh, of anything I've ever heard. No, and uh, yeah, it, uh, it, it's, it stunned me. It, it has literally stunned me. On that video, I'm starting to think now, having watched, there's a video on YouTube um, if you put in other side, um, Californication, the making of Californication, it comes up with a documentary. Mm. Flea's got his pink hair, like in the video for that. Mm. John's got his kind of bun at the back. That bun looks absolutely fantastic. Yeah. John looks super cool. He does. On that video, they shave that off and uh, they go to the shorthead John, which then later on moves on to the mohawk style for um, Off the Map. Oh, yeah. But that's just obviously pre the Japanese tour. Yes. Say candidate to me. Candidata. Candidata. <laughs> if I've learned anything from other side, it's that you have to pronounce candidate, candidata. <laughs> uh, that's, well, no, that's how, just having listened to the Chili's for a long time and performed as, as a vocalist in the Chili's cover band. And I myself perform other sides when I'm playing yes, nowadays. Do. Well, yes, but you obviously it hasn't, hasn't quite caught on with you. But even in, I do say candidate. Even at work, you know, <laughs> when I'm... Uh, if I ever have to say... If you're interviewing. Yeah. Who's I, the next candidate? <laughs> <laughs> bring in the next candidate. <laughs> and they say, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, they what? don't anymore. No, they're used to it now. Yeah, no, they just bring Why in the next this, Do you hold up... Do you say candidate and just say, I'm saying... Yeah. Why no. does this one say like that? Candidata. But it's Well, just, you know, it's, that's, that's how it is. And does, who are we to question it? A brilliant uh, kind of breakdown in the middle with the... the oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the solo is... Kind of reminds me of um, The Chain by uh, the Fleetwood Mac song. Yes. Uh, it's, it's very similar to that, I think. Stylistically, it's yeah, similar. Double, double strings yeah. uh, played right, like a ringing E string playing it up on the B string. Yeah, right, on the E and the on the B. Oh, the old E and B. Sorry, I didn't announce it was a guitar technical point. Right. Uh, well, John's back. Flea, Flea's having a, a absolute whale of a time on the Telegraph. Well, this wires. yeah, he is. That's a great. The, the video is fantastic. Yeah, uh, Chad on the clocks. Yeah, Anthony in the tower. Yeah, looking super young. Yeah, super young. Um, John on the long string. 
Yes. And <laughs> right. Just got one long trip. And Flea, Flea, on, Flea I think, had Flea the best the, deal on the, on the wires. On the wires. Yeah. Uh, I mean, symbolically, that, that video is incredible. Well, just symbolically, John on the long, Flea on the three. Chad on the clock. And this one on the clock. Yeah. <laughs> but it, there's so, there's, it's, it's a multi-layered... Not just the, the song itself, but the video. It's another journey, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And and you, you follow that character, and he goes through so much. You know, he's going through the maze. I, I, and, and just having watched it there, I've never thought this before, but I, you know, uh, just saw that to represent the, the confusion and the turmoil of drug addiction. Just when you find, you know, these, he's going up all these different ladders, yeah. Yeah. and then finally he comes to a place where he thinks he's found him, found sort of solace, and all of a sudden his own shadow takes him on. Yeah, and I, I like that reading of it. Yeah, so you know, you 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 just think you've overcome, you know, you find your way out of a one maze, and then your your own subconscious takes you on, and this is very you, much about the subconscious. You're isn't fighting, it? you're fighting the world of addiction. I think. It's one way of reading. I think it's a very good reading of it, actually. And when you say, yeah, you're fighting a lot of addiction, you're fighting yourself, aren't you? Yeah, of yeah. course you are. Yeah, it's, it's... And you're lost. You know, you are completely lost. I, I remember when we first saw that video, there was some debate about whether the guy at the beginning, when it goes down onto his face, yeah. was that John? No. No, I know it's not, but we did talk about that at the time. It does look a bit like John. Yeah, but we had no reference point in 1999. We, we had dial-up broadband... Yeah, so we dialed it up. And it's okay just to come through. And didn't get any answers. No. But, uh, other side. Great song, great video. If you if you are listening to this and somehow have not seen the video, go on to a, a site called YouTube and uh, and check it out. YouTube. Yeah, oh. it's a video, so a video site. You can a video hosting type site. Type in basically anything. It's my experience is you type in anything you want. And uh, it'll bring it up. Okay. I'll pop in. Um... <laughs> it doesn't know what the next song is. Uh, it's uh, Get On Top. Oh, it's Get On Top. All right. Get on top! Right, I will say this about listening to songs I consider to be slightly average, played at massively loud volumes. Go on. It improves them hugely. Yes, that's exactly what my experience was with the whole of One Hot Minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's not my favourite song on um, Californication by any means. No. But if you play it really loud, yes, it's, it's, it's reminiscent of um, Summer Blood Sugar Sex, but just played... It's just got more. It's just more aggressive. Yeah, have a few beers, play it loud. Yeah, it's perfect. Sounds really good. Um, love that solo section in the middle where it starts off with the wah wah. Yeah, I mean that that is the highlight of the whole song. Yeah. Really. Then it goes the way that comes in is just lovely. And then it comes in with the clean. Um, John said he wanted to have a, a loud song, but then play a clean solo clean over solo. the top. And it, it works perfectly. It's probably the most under under 
stated solo that you could ever imagine on a song like that well any song uh, well not any song but definitely on that song certainly on that on that song yeah I like the way it says cantilla and you don't have to bleep it out because it's all one word yeah it's not a swear word no classics one I think this is it's hitting a rhyme at the end of each yes. line yes. and then what does he do it made me think does he just hit a rhyme just say like Zilla, Tilla, Willa, Hilla, mm. and then go back to the start of the line and think, what can I say in between? Because <laughs> a lot of his lyrics are nonsense. Well, yeah, they are. But at this stage, it still worked. Oh, it definitely. That, you know, now, you know, I listen to his lyrics and I think, oh man, they're a little bit, you know, rubbish, mm. for want of a better word. But there it works. Do you uh, think but here, it's absolutely fine, yeah. I love it. It's so that that wah intro, John going from heel, did the bass position on the wah to the treble position. Yes, is great. Yes, um, when they all come in, it's it's great. It, it's just never struck me as. I think the album is so strong that that feels a little bit like. It's the first song I think is a little bit fillerish. But the thing is, it strikes me as a song that they would absolutely love to play together. Hmm. Oh, that sounds like a garage jam song. Yeah. That I don't know what the order of the songs that they wrote, because they wrote dozens of songs for this album. Yeah, loads. But that sounds like a garage song where John's just going, John's got a riff on the yeah, wire pedal. Yeah, yeah. And he's doing that, and then Flea says, right, Flea I'll do something like in. I can yeah. get in, Chad's in. Swan and then Swan comes in. and think, Zilla, Willa, Killer, Hilla. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Bloody hell, we've got a song here. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah no, a good, a good song. But, Not a great song. For me, the, the the highlight is the solo and the way that comes in. Yeah, that, that that elevates it for me from a you know a pure album track to something that's actually worth listening. to. Yeah, I think you're right. you're absolutely right. The bit after the wah ends, then you get that slightly broken up guitar coming, then you get another guitar coming in. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of three layered break. Yeah, yeah, really and it, it, that it's that that is musical genius as far as I'm concerned. For, for someone who's obviously struggling with his own skills, he's been capable of more in the past. Mm. In the future, he'll be, he'll be capable of things that we can only imagine at this stage. And we certainly won't talk about them. No, but we can't. No. But here, he's using what he has and using it. It's very effective yeah. on, this, on this. This... And actually, there, are, there are various It fits examples. in very well, this album. It, it feels like if you take out one hot minute... That it's a progression. Mm. If you, and if also you have to take out Mother's Milk. But if you just go from Blood Sugar to um, Californication to By the Way, mm. it feels like a very steady progression. Even though there's huge gaps in the middle, and I know what happened, you've got a very sparse album, Blood Sugar. This is slightly more built up. Mm. It was slightly more different ideas. And then you move on to By the Way, which is right. hugely ambitious. For, yeah, and I, I think certainly for them as uh, you know as members of the band, that's how it it felt. It felt natural, and w- within the confines of of the four of them, it was very much what they were able to do at that time. At that time, yeah. But it also followed on almost seamlessly from Blood Sugar. Mm. If you take, like you say, if you take out one hot minute, yeah. This feels like a, a stylistic progression. Yeah. 
and incredibly, you know, considering what's gone on in the intervening years, they were able to produce this album in a way which was... But, but I guess that's testament to the connections that they shared and the connections that survived those yeah, years. Yeah, those years, yeah, those six years. You know, once you've once you've played music with, a, with someone in it... it you don't forget it. No, you don't forget no, you that don't. feeling. There's specific people it that comes you can play back. music with. It comes back. Yeah, and you just you can walk into a room with them, and yeah, you do, and it and just you, happened. Yeah, and it doesn't matter if they've forgotten how to play the guitar, because you'll wait for them and you'll you'll nurse them on. Yeah, and that's what they did with John. Pitch and enjoy that. <laughs> that was fantastic. Notoriously, the song they struggled with most to get finished. Anthony was pushing for it to be on the album. Yes, had had the lyrics for it, but the band didn't have a an arrangement. John didn't have the the solo either, did he? No, you're right. He didn't have the arrangement or the solo, and no. both came together at the very last minute. Yeah, he certainly walked in with that sparse uh, kind of four note intro yeah. with Flea playing the bass underneath but yeah the solo is um, it's a great solo but he didn't have any idea what to play no. for a long time couldn't um, couldn't come up with it and uh, that's I, I think it's um, a testament to, to, to John that he was able to come up with it at the last minute it is yeah. sparse it's, it's simplistic yeah but it uh, it's that sparse simplicity that they struggle with live. John struggled. Yeah, Josh certainly yeah, struggles yeah, with yeah. doing that solo they can't, live. They can't fill it out. No. But it doesn't need... It doesn't need anything else. You've just got to take it for what it is. Overall, of the song, I think the, the lyrical imagery from The Swan is brilliant here. Yeah, great, yeah. Great lyrical Talking imagery. about Hollywood. Um, he does, well, I mean, this, is where, this really was the start of his obsession with California. Yeah. <laughs> Does he say California a lot? <laughs> well, I, I had no sense. Up, up until this point, we we we'd lived a life where he didn't Anthony say California Kiedis every didn't time. fucking mention California and every. So does time. he say California and around the world? Uh, no, this was it. I mean, obviously the album was called Californication, but at the time that seemed relatively harmless. I thought, oh great, the Swans finally referencing California. California. Yeah, some, thank God. Finally, they're, they're giving it some. Uh, Recognition. Some credence yes. within their music. That should be it, though, I thought. Just one. Leave it there. Yeah. No. There's a great supercut on YouTube of, of, the, of all the times Anthony says California yeah. in, in yeah. songs. Yeah, he's turned himself into a little bit of a, a, a joke. Well, I won't say that anymore. No, I won't say it anymore. <laughs> um, I said it there. Said it once. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but no, I won't say uh, No, good. Yeah, you're so right. He's, he's, he's a bit, <laughs> just then. <laughs> yeah. He's a bit of a, he's become a bit of a parody of himself with the California the California, California IA references, yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, you know, he loves California. He certainly does. And I just want to interject here. Please do. 
I forgot to turn the Parallel Universe recording. Oh, God, are we going right back there? We're going right back there. Sure. The, the Sidewinder that he references, I thought, is it the Sidewinder... The same one... OEM reference? Yeah. Is it the snake or is it the missile? That's exactly what I thought. So I did a bit of research. The Sidewinder... Well, while you were downstairs a minute ago? No, last night while oh, I was at right, home. Yeah. But don't don't talk on Mike about me going downstairs during the, that performance of Californication. Yeah, he left me on my own. I did. But you really got into it when yeah, I did. Yeah, I was quite happy. What did I do while I left you on your own? Well, you got a load more beers. Yeah. The Sidewinder snake or the missile? Hmm, which is it? I believe it's a snake, because I looked it up, and guess where the Sidewinder snake lives? Oh, bloody hell, it's in California. Yes, <laughs> it does live in California. So he considered himself a Sidewinder. Yeah, so he's he's uh, he's basically gone... Search California, things within California. And a snake. Yeah. yeah. And then so maybe that's out. the first California reference on on a Chili's album. That snake. And no one knew. Yeah. He, he thought, I'll, I'll bring it in, you know, under the radar, so to speak. Like the missile. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is a, it is a, I think it's a, it's an air-to-ground missile, so they do have to go in and bring it right under that radar. Yeah. And, and it's what... specifically designed to... To hit so snakes. To sneak into. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Final thoughts on the song Californication then. Great song. Great vocals, great guitar. Yeah. Great Love. video. Yeah, yeah. The groundbreaking video. Young people nowadays will not recognise that style of graphics that you were seeing on. That's like Tomb Raider graphics. Yeah, it's like Taxi Driver. Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. Old school video. But it was groundbreaking at the time. It was like nothing with I can remember being at college and somehow not seeing that video before some other people. And them saying, have you ever seen that? Have you seen the video? Have, have, you, seen se- have you played a PlayStation like, 2 game? Christ. And, and I was like, no, I haven't seen it. And I watched it. You know, unbelievable video. Great. And some great references within the video. Yeah. But uh, what a video. What a song. At this point in our lives, what a band. That was breathtaking. I'm stunned. Yeah. Easily is, to me, like the first... And I'm a bit out of breath because we've just been singing along, dancing along so easily. Coming out of Californication, that is a huge song. To me, it's like the first 10 seconds of the album where you've got everyone coming in on top of their game. Anthony sounds brilliant. Yeah, um, absolutely. Absolutely. Fantastic. John, again, on the clean guitar. Sorry, I'm a bit gassy. It's a bit gassy, this one. Yeah. John on the clean guitar, um, just slightly pushed. Chad, amazing. 
I'm a bit gassy myself. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't joke yeah. around so much. Sorry about this. But, uh, <laughs> we, we, uh, that, we were up on our feet for easily. Uh, what, what a song. A song. What, what a song. A song. And unbelievably, the se- it's the sections, I think, that drive it. And You're right. It's the vocal sections that take us from one thing to another and then back again to something that's already been but then lead into a new thing. It's brilliant and the the solo is brilliant because it sums up the where it where John is. Do you mean the outro solo? Or yeah, the, the outro. Yeah. The outro solo is so simple but when he double layers it. Or he triple layers it. Yeah, even. He triple layers this it. is this is what I think about this song. That outro solo is it's clean again. Yeah. He's playing a, a very, very clean solo. Oh, so clean. It, then as he, someone... he plays that single note guitar line. Hmm. And then on the left, in comes another guitar. Yeah. Then on the right comes another guitar, building yeah. and building and building. Until at 3 minutes 27 specifically, yes. you have that bend where it just lifts up. It's euphoric. Yeah, it, it, it is it, euphoric. It actually is, and uh, it's not something that I thought I would ever say. But this, this I think, well, it's not something I've ever, I ever thought I'd say, and so far I haven't managed to actually say it. No, well, <laughs> try saying it. I, I'll uh, guess what you're going to say. So far, this has been your favourite experience of the album. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and I'm surprised by that. Yeah, I, easily I, I is an e- It's an easily overlooked song. Yeah. But going back to the outro solo, hmm. as someone who's spent many years listening to John's solo work, that, do you mean his solo guitar is solo? His, no, his well, just his his guitar style on his solo album. Specifically, as his earliest. I was going to. I was going to. I was going to go to this as well. It really does, sort of, ring true to his. Uh, some of his. Uh, you know, when he is, he's not. He's playing in a in a world class band here, and and he's he's bringing out these solos, which are clearly very very simple. Yeah. Should you be doing more? Should you be? Can no. He? Well, could he? No, I don't think he could. At that point, as we've said, he's in that point in his in his guitar playing career. Yeah. Where, but it's perfect. It, yes, exactly. Now it's more perfect. What he did with it. Yeah, what he does here is more perfect than a lot of the wankery he later does yeah. on Stadium Arcadia, yeah, yeah. especially on the second. No, I and I specifically think the second half of the album. He's just doing what he feels in his fingers. Mm. And at that time, and that's, so, that's, that's what he was. felt in his fingers. Yeah. yeah, it's so simple. It's so great. It's... But bringing in those layers, though, yeah, they are. They're all simple layers. Yeah, but together they work. They're perfect. Absolutely. And brilliant. later on in his solo stuff, he does that as well. Yeah. If you, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we should say, I think we both love. You introduced me to John's solo stuff, um, specifically the stuff after this when he was recording with Josh, The Will to Death. Well, from sort of shadows on. Yeah, shadows. Yeah, shadows fly with people. If you've not listened to John's John Frusciante's solo work, yeah, get shadows fly with people. Then um, the world to death. If you happen to be listening to this and you haven't, somehow <laughs> yeah. to, then, then what the then, fuck are you uh, up to? I, I do. Uh, I wonder who you are. <laughs> you might be my wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's no joke. Yeah. Uh, no, from shadows onwards um, until um, the Russian album. I know, I love the Russian album. Yeah, so do I, but what's that called? Because that's got... Um, Curtain. 
Yeah, that's got um, has that got past receipts on it? Yeah, yeah, uh, great stuff. Oh yeah, it's all... brilliant stuff. Well, there was of course a, a probably a two-year period in my life where all you listened to, I was. was what well, all all you listened to and all you would let anyone else listen to? Yeah, was John Frusciante solo work. I was a, a man completely. Possessed by the, the <laughs> power of John Fashante's yeah, solo work. I'll tell you what, there's worse things to be possessed by. Yeah, it was... Because uh, it's fucking great stuff. Man. Uh, it, but that's... His solo work in, uh, uses a lot of that very clean sound on solos. Well, it was all reasonably close to the, the release of this album. Yeah, so coming out of this... Yeah. That's the way... He, certainly by the time you get to... Um, uh, Stellum Arcadium, the sound's completely it's changed. It's changed. And then he's got fed up with the guitar and gone to his plinky plonky stage. Yeah, he loves plinky. Yeah. Or plonky. Well, I like plonky. I prefer plinky, but, um, you know, if plonky's the only thing that's available. Well, you love plonky, I know that for a fact. I love plonk. <laughs> <laughs> this man does love a drop of the old plonk. Um, but easily. <laughs> yeah, let's go back to the song in hand. Great song. Get rid of this. Yeah, that's good. It's got no bloody beer in it. Um, yeah, coming out of um, Get On Top and Cali, which are not two of my favourite songs. I'd, I'd never listened to Californication, really. No, but I'm probably only due to overexposure. Yeah. But coming out of that and listen to Easily. Shocked. I'd... I'm I'm 100% shocked. Uh, about how I felt about that album uh, song. I wasn't shocked because you said something quite. Uh, I, I felt quite meaningful on the last episode. No, didn't I? Yeah, you said if you take something that you've previously loved, mm. drink a lot of beer, and then play it at full volume, mm. you will think it's fucking phenomenal. Mm. <laughs> and that just happened with easily. That just happened. Yeah. Porcelain. Okay, so we've just listened to Porcelain. Sam, you talk first about this one. It's a, a very soothing song. It certainly is. And uh, the certainly the instrumental parts are very minimal. Hmm. Yeah, there's just a bit of... A nice bit of drum. A bit of bass. And the plinky-plunky guitar. Yeah, nice guitar. And it, it, it feels like a nice story from this one. I actually feel as if it's a you know a song which they obviously enjoyed playing. Otherwise, they wouldn't have put it on. No, I, I have a a bit of a track listing issue with this song though. When you're doing an album, it really? ju- it just it, it stops it dead hmm. for me. You come out of easily. You're but going on to admit Remus. I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. You know, everyone needs a rest. That's true. Maybe the listener does, but. Yeah, we can't all just go on into the night, you know, without some kind of physical remit. Some rest. Yeah. Apparently, the swan goes into a YMCA, meets a young mother battling with alcoholism, who's trying to bring up a young daughter, and writes porcelain about uh, about that person. Is that the truth? But I, that's what I wrote in my notebook. 
Mm. At this stage, I'd feel I have to say, do you think I lied to you on this podcast? Well, not necessarily. No, your your research is is flawless. Impeccable. Yeah. That's what I read on um, uh, Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a bit on scar tissue. Maybe I read it in scar tissue. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, uh, obviously everyone knows the background. It's a beautiful bit of music. Does it need to be on this album? I don't think so. It could be... That's a B-side for me. It... Well, uh, you know, I don't mind it on this album. I like it. Um, it Guitar-wise, it's very... It, again, it reminds me of some of John's solo work later. Mm. It reminds me a bit of Wicked Game, even though it's not played in the same style. It's just that kind of, yeah, that kind of guitar in the background coming yeah, through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, as you say, it's a, a little bit of a, you know, curveball. Not as much, not as much as a curveball as the entire album that was One Hot Minute. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, but neither of us were stood on our feet cheering to Porcelain, were we? No, you left again, in fact. I, yes, I did. No, I, I'm just here. What uh, did I go and do? Yeah, he went and got more beer for everyone. Why <laughs> you say everyone? For us. Um, yeah, there's only there's only two of us here. So. Yeah, okay. He went and got some more beers. I can over that porcelain. I'd like to wrap this up. You have to say something. You just can't nod, make that shoulder movement. is what backwards summertime do you know why it is called summertime backwards please please pray tell the guitar's all backwards yes I, I thought it was just the verses no, which is obviously backwards but it might be the whole guitar and certainly the ending of that thing is a mm. that ending suction sound which makes me think that the um, the outro solo on maybe the vocals backwards as well well, he's a very skilled performer if he's done. <laughs> done those backwards. But definitely the guitar's backwards, so they've called it a Met Rimus instead of Summertime. Bass heavy intro. Dung dung. Yeah. Nice. Leicester Square. Oh, I mean, it's London based. Yeah, it's definitely London based. And who is it based on? Who is he spending his time with? Sporty Spice. Sporty Spice of all people. I mean, fair play. Now, I, th- I thought they were lovers based on that song, based purely on the line, what could be wetter than English girl and American man? It might have just been raining. That's now what I think. Mm. I think it was just a wet night. Yeah. They were both wet. Well, London, just... it, like, it always rained in London, doesn't it? It mentions Primrose Hill. That's in London. Classic London. The Thames. 
London. <laughs> well, that's um, not just in London. Now. I've been I've been on the Thames in other places. Well, I've been to um, Didcot, where yeah. the Thames runs through Didcot. Wallingford. Wallingford. What could be wetter than Wallingford, an American man? Exactly. Um, and Angelino is mentioned in that song. Do you know what an Angelino is? No. It's a native of Los Angeles, an Angelino. Oh, an Angelino, yeah. Yeah, because that's one of the first lines. So he's an Angelino. Yes, and she is a London. A a Lino. Lino. <laughs> if I was, a, oh, if I was a Londoner. Say you want to be, um, that's not a song. <laughs> anyway, I'll say what I wrote about this. Okay. To me, this album, this song on this particular album is the forced song. You know, it seems the most unnatural of all of the tracks. But I've written forced, not forced. Okay, what does that mean? Well, it means that. Do you it's... think that means it's going backwards? You've put forced or forced, or did you put forced not eonf? No, I wrote forced not forced, as in it seems like the most sort of the song which is most unnatural and doesn't flow like the rest of them. It sounds more studio based, doesn't it? Yeah, With but, backwards but compa- compared to other songs that I would consider forced by the Chilis, this no, one is to... actually not forced. What would you consider forced? Well, another album. Yeah. Something like Naked in the Rain. Yeah, or... exactly, yeah. Yeah, I was going to... Naked in the Rain is exactly what I would have said. So, it, it, it's one of those songs which it doesn't... It's not a standout, but... As, as, a, as a sort of forced, chilly song where they've just put it on the album. Hmm. I still like it. Hmm. And it doesn't sound as forced as something like Naked in the Rain or... or Naked in the Rain in... definitely sounds... Is... There's not many bad songs on Blood Sugar, but Naked in the Rain... I don't want to set you up. <laughs> You physically settled. I'm physically. Yeah. Of, uh, changed into a ramp position. Yeah, I, I sat yeah. back, hands on the back of the head. Yeah. No. Um, no, we'll get to blood sugar and we'll moan about naked in the rain then, I suppose. You certainly will. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a, it seems to me like a you know a less a less natural song than some of the others. We've yes, played. and it is because the guitars play backwards, so. You're not playing that guitar. Yeah, John's not walked you're into not... the studio and said, I've got this backwards guitar solo I want to play. No, what's happened there is someone has, they have to play the track forward. Probably you record the bass and the drums at the same time if you're Chad and Flea. Um, and then John that. has to then study what's going on and then match it up perfectly to... His backwards solo. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so... I like your, I like your notes, though. They look cool. We should take a picture of that. Heavy. It is heavy. It's heavy. Weak. Oh yeah, at the time I thought it was a weak song. Yes, so did I, definitely. Certainly not now, I agree. No, it's grown on me. There's a number of songs I thought in this album that were, in the second half, that I felt were weaker additions, which I now feel are really strong. This is one of them. Saviour's. Yeah, Saviour. Another one. Okay, I've written simple guitar, but it works. Yeah, it's backwards. Yeah. Heavy midsection. Yeah. Bit clunky. Bit clunky, what do you mean by bit clunky? Well, the whole thing, you know? Yeah, it, and again, it sounds a bit clunky, I think, because it's a patchwork. Yeah, it's a patchwork. Um, it might not be a patchwork, but certainly two bits have been mixed and match. The forward section of the song, the band, and yeah. John's guitar being backwards. So it's not completely natural. 
So you could say it's a bit clunky. Yeah, you could say. Have you written big, a bit clunky? A bit clunky. Yeah. And then at the end, of course, I've written su- uh, suction. Good suction at the end. Yeah. Second, second section. That's the second section. So second section. Presumably that's um, just sort of rounds off the... Well, that's why I said it is possibly the... Um, is there some backward sections on the end of um, Parallel uh, Universe? Uh, Parallel Universe, yeah. yeah. Could be. So, I think we've come to an executive decision here. That we're not going to do the whole album on this recording because it's too extensive, too good. And we also want to talk about the tour a bit and about John's return. Yes, we do. Certainly we want to talk about John's return. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be right for us to go through the, the whole of this album without referencing the impact of John coming back. I think we're getting to the section now if we're talking about the albums that we really love where we're going to have to... We did um, one hot minute in in two halves, but it. Yeah, we don't even like that. <laughs> but it turns out we do. No, quite we like do. It. Yeah, we do. I think no, we're, I mean, we're, we're going to have to do um, Californication in two halves. We'll probably have to do Bloodshot Sex Magic in three. Yeah. Live Explode in four. Yeah. Well, I mean, just purely for the sort of uh, you know the. The life expectancy of the podcast, we're going to have to... Yeah, we're going to have to start breaking these up. Yeah, yeah, you're right. As the first half of an album there, and I think we've just gone over the the half mark, but Mm -hmm. this was everything that I was hoping for. Uh, This made me... It was at this point, I think, that I was thinking, I want to start playing the guitar again, because I'd stopped for a long time. Yeah, you did, yeah. And then you... And then John... Mm. Bought me back in. Yeah. I, bought me back in, uh, bought strats, bought, tried to buy the amps he was using. He also uses the Boss DS2. He does. He certainly does. And uh, I think you're right. Having having lived through a period where we were listening to the Chili's, but we didn't have very much of Fashante's backstory to No, because we didn't listen to Mother's Milk. We just purely listened to Blood Sugar. Well, I listened to Mother's Milk more than you. I never listened to it. All I knew was Good Time Boys. And um, you loved Taste of Pain, didn't you? Yeah, I loved Taste of Pain. I wasn't thinking, I loved Good Time Boys and I loved Sexy Mexican Maid. I remember I bought those two videos, Psychedelic Sex Back Live from Heaven. uh, Oh, that was a good video, yeah. That other live performance. I can't remember the other one. Octo, Octo... Something. But yeah, you know, psychedelic they sex were funk. VHSs. Psychedelic know. sex funk was the album tracks to Played a to a live performance. Yeah, it was a bit weird. It had good time boys, it had um Taste of Pain. Taste of Pain, Sexy Mexican Made. And yeah, it had, Sexy Mexican. Um the other really But good then we song. had there was like a best of that had behind the sun and um What's the one about Anthony not wanting to take drugs anymore? It's not high ground, it's um not down. down. Yeah, yeah it had that on it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were two good. They were, I mean, they were decent like videos that like, but they VHSs. were VHSs. Yeah, like they young were people, actual magnetic tape. Yeah, and we'll talk about magnetic tape on part two of this during road tripping. Okay, we've just done some panoramic photographs of ourselves, which was experimental. Very, very much so. We're going to close this half off because we can't, we can't go any later, can we? We simply cannot. <laughs> I've um, uh, got to get back. 
As and uh, well, we're holidaying tomorrow. So. Holidaying in the Azores. Yes. Um, we'll do the second half, including some tour information and the ret- and our thoughts on the return of John Frusciante. We're not touring, are we? No. Someone's touring. Is it our own tour? Have you organised a tour that you haven't told me about? Fuck. I wasn't meant to say that. Um, yes, I am touring. Oh, alone? Well, you know I do that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll see you at the Tally Ho in, Bro- in Broughton. Oh, that sort of thing. Yes. Oh, I didn't know whether you'd organised, you know, a podcast tour. With other podcasters? No, you know, just us going round. Where to? I didn't know where. We don't do that. I don't do that. I haven't yet taken We might do in the future. Yes, we might. We might do a world tour. Yeah, we might be able to go to Nebraska. Oh, we might be able to go to Alabama. <laughs> I was wearing a bandana. <laughs> One day, oh, even... Sweet Louisiana. <laughs> One day, I hope to get to oh, California. Robin on a bank. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, in our celebration of Californication, which this is... Celebration. I've been Ben Townsend. And I've been Sam Townsend. And we have been... At Universally Speaking RHCP, visit us there, go there, make it happen for us. Well, treat us there. Yeah, just treat us. Laters. Taters. Road tripping with my two favourite and supplies It's time to leave this town It's time to steal away